And hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Reaching and Teaching Podcast presented by CEI. I'm your host, Robinson. I'm obviously joined by my co-host, Johnny. But today we also got another, another special guest on the podcast. We have the man himself. He is part of the 2K League. He is the community ambassador. This is Grant Borden, a.k.a. Black Frank Wright. What is up, my guy? How's it going? How's it going? You put my government out there. All right. <laughs> Let's go then. What type of time you on? Let's go. First of all, what 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 do you call what 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 you the name to Black Frank White? What do you why do you go with that name? It's a great question. I'm a big guy, I'm a tall guy. Uh, a lot of people think I took the name from Biggie Smalls, uh mm-hmm. you know, or Christopher Wallace. But no, um, it, it goes deeper than that. Um, well, where, where Biggie got it from was the movie King of New York. Christopher Walken's character name was Francis White. Um, he was, I mean, it sounds bad, but he was the biggest quote unquote drug dealer in New York. So it wasn't based off of that. It was just based off of, you know, I feel like I'm the biggest gamer in New York and I feel like I'm the king of gaming for New York. So at that time, you know, I was really, you know, I was like, I'm going to be, Black Frank White, the king of New York gaming. So that's where it comes from, you know. Yeah. Yes. All, right. All right, cool, cool, okay. cool. Okay. I, was I, I, looked up, I looked up Black Frank White when I was doing my research. I said, Biggie, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a lie. It's a bar he had. So that's why, that's why you told me about it. I was like, you got that from a Biggie line? And I was like, but that's fire, though. You think the king of the king of New York, king of gaming of New York. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty crazy. And you're in New York, right? During yes. this pandemic. Born and raised. Well, we are as well. We're we're born and bred New Yorkers. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, um, I lived I lived everywhere, but I mean I, I claim Queens as my home. So oh <laughs> man, he's <laughs> in the building. Okay, okay. There's a John. I need, I'm gonna need you to put some respect on Queens. You are going crazy. I, I don't like the slander. Don't hit me with man, that. Don't suck your teeth. All right, don't do listen. Haul them up, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we out here. You know what I'm saying? I can't, I can't. I mean, Queens is cool. You know what I'm saying? Queens is cool. We ain't Harlem, so let's just say that. That's a fact. That's a fact. I've spent some time in Harlem. I used to live on um. 145th and uh, well, 44th and Broadway, right from where Jay Z made the song about the that McDonald's. I was. I'm that's on, not really Harlem. That's more like. It's I'm on 145. All right, let's get to it. So, talk about what led you into the NBA 2K franchise, and and then what led you like essentially getting more involved in the game, not just like, hey, I want to 2K is cool, but I want to get more involved into it. Um, great question. Uh. What got me into like 2K, I always grew up, everything I did was basketball first, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I played, I, I trained, I coached, I refereed in um, um, high school. And I, I, grew, I, t- I went to high school in Long Island. I was a section 11 referee for like three years. I'm still technically a referee. I just, you know, <laughs> but I don't, I don't do it anymore because of my time. But yeah, um, so I grew up just loving the game of basketball and when I started, you know, really gaming seriously, I would play 2K. I was, I was a live guy first, and I was one of the last few guys to come over to 2K just because I had that that love for the game. But when I did come over, it was literally like two or three years before the, what we consider now current gen, but at that time it was called next gen consoles, Xbox One and um, PlayStation 4. And the beauty of it is why I got into streaming 2K was – I, my friends didn't buy the um, new console. They told me they were buying them, but you know, we all come from, you know, 
impoverished neighborhoods. So now everybody can afford four hundred to five hundred dollars concert at the gate. But you know, my friends, you know, being friends, they were quote unquote for lack of a better word, lying. But what the word that people use now they were capping, and they were like, I'm like, okay, so. I get a call from like one of my friends, say, yeah, I got it, man. And I'm like, oh man, so now I'm feeling jealous. I'm like, I gotta go get it. So, you know, something I don't recommend doing, but this is when, it, at, at, this is years ago, at that time it was okay. I got on Craigslist. I met this guy in the back of a <laughs> GameStop alley. And, <laughs> and um, he showed me the receipt, he had bought it. It wasn't you know, on a booster, he actually bought it. And um, I paid $600 on my Xbox One. And um, I still have it to this day, the day one console. And, um, but, because my friends didn't get didn't get it as much as I thought they was, I had to find new friends to play with. So I said, "What? Well, how can I do this?" I had, well, I stumbled upon the Twitch app in the Xbox, and um, they say, "No." I was like, "Oh, I ran into this guy named Funeral Gaming who was streaming. He was the one at that time the biggest 2K streamer. He doesn't stream anymore, but he's trying to get back into it." And I just loved what he was doing. He was just talking. He's being natural. He was just being charismatic with the people. And I said, oh, I can do this. So I started doing this and instantly I ended up getting friends. Um, some of my um, lifelong friends came onto the game, started playing with me. So it grew from there. Wow, that's wow. That's really that's really interesting. And you talk, and you said, I heard this on one of your podcasts. You said, um, I believe it was with Go Play Esports. Uh, I listened to the, your interview you did there. Is it true? We already, we already come, we already in common with Queens. Is it true your first two that you really got into after live was 2K11? That was the first one you got into? Yeah. Yeah, same and, here. Wow. I was a live guy. Like, I was one of the last live guys. And I, I'll tell you what was, like, the final show for me and why I ended up going to 2K. Um, there was a live. I can't remember which one it was, but Skeetish really was the rookie on that. And if, you, if you remember, he played for the Denver Nuggets. He was, like, a mm-hmm. top rookie. And i never forget, I was playing people online. And some guy, every time I would run into Skeetish really, people would drop 50 points on me. And I'm like, he's not that good. So I was like... <laughs> And then my brother was like, you still playing that? Like, that's not realistic. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> so, so I was like, yeah, I got to make the transition. I just was not, I, I just, you know, and not to live. I think, you know, they're working on things that are coming back strong. But at that time, it was like, hey, you want to play something closer to what you feel like you do outside in real life. You got to, he had to go switch to 2K. So, yeah, I was yeah. one of the last, of, I was the last of a dying breed on that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for me, I was like, when I saw that Jordan cover, I said, hmm, this is different. I got into it, and this is right around when LeBron made his decision, I said, to go to the Miami yeah. Heat, and I said, hmm, this is, I should try this out. And then the, the Jordan challenges were really cool. Um, So tell us the, tell us about your role as the NBA 2K League community ambassador. Like, what is, like, if you're, if, because we, we we try to have kids that listen to us uh, and try to have a taste of what the esports world is, explain to the listeners out there what a community ambassador is in the role. And is it, and, and yeah, just talk about that. Um, it's interesting, right? Um, my role is not new to gaming or esports, but it's new to the NBA. They've never yeah. had someone in my role. I mean, one of the um, common jokes when I first came in was like, you're the first employee that we ever had to do an announcement on. And so and if you think about it, I, at the time, I never thought how big that was. But at the time, it was like, you know, if you weren't like we have Kiki Vandeway, we have Sharif Abdurrahim who won the G League. Like you make announcements for those type of players because they're former NBA players. But to be the first like guy that come off the street, technically, you had to make an announcement for that hire. It's a big it's a, it's a big thing in the NBA, you know. And I remember when I first got hired, they introduced me to our department because we're we following me from GP. And I remember everybody was like clapping and I'm like, 
for me? I'm like, <laughs> 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 the game from Queen. But um, so in that respect, it it's definitely it's been interesting, right? Because I have to kind of um define myself within the NBA structure, right? They're a corporate 500 company mm-hmm. and they're new into gaming. So I have to kind of show them what it, what it, what my role involves, right? So, you know, year one of me being in a role, I'm going into year two now. Year one, it was, for me, it was about the work, right? I was like, okay, I wanna, you know, what can I make the biggest impact on? And, and that was influencer marketing, right? I was, hey, I wanna bring in the influencers that people know and watch every day and show the correlation between them and the 2K League. We've done that, right? Like, that's been amazing. I brought in the Flight Reacts, the Cash Nasties, um, the Zach TTGs, the Asian Double Zeros, the Om Davises, and they, they've now fallen in love with the brand. So to me, that was step one, you know? Um, on a day-to-day though, um, I work with a lot of different departments. You know, I work with, you know, PR on stuff like this, trying to make sure we get the word out about the league and what we're doing. I work with um, league ops on helping with tournament structure. Uh, like our three week three last year, that was all on me in terms of the tournament structure, the design of it. And so that was cool. And even now, right, even when I first came in the role, we have team tournaments. We were going to get into later with the draft prospect series. Team tournaments are something I brought to the table day one. So it, it's a, a lot of what I do is just taking community um, community results and making it a reality. So if you give, if I ask, you ask me a question, I give you an answer and you say, well, can we do this? I say, that's a great idea. Let's figure it out. And I bring it to my team. We try to make it a reality. So my role is very unique because I work with every department. So I don't get any sleep, but that's okay. <laughs> so so you mentioned like how 2K is a, a big corporation, right? And, and it's an entity, it's a big, you know, multi-million, probably almost billion dollar industry. And so for you as a community ambassador, do you feel like you have to find this balance of like, being true to, to, to who you are and the culture of, of, of the NBA 2K community and, and those guys and those gamers, but also trying to market in a way where like it's it's marketable to, to the masses, right? To the casual fan. So explain to us about that balance that you're, you're trying to seek now going into year two. That's a great question. For me, the balance is just staying true to my roots, right? I, I came from the influencer world. I came from being a content creator on YouTube mm-hmm. and Twitch. So I always try to stay, I always tell the influencers that we work with, we can track with like, hey, I'm you guys first, right? You know, yes, I represent these very big entities in the NBA and 2K, but I'm always going to be an influencer first. And I always say to myself, like, I don't want to do anything that if it was to end today, I couldn't walk back to my community with my head held high. And so I always try to keep that in the back of my head. I do understand and respect that what I'm doing is a business, but I also want to make sure that it's a business that everyone can achieve and ha- have some greatness in. Yeah, and I think I think you bring up a great point because like what we try to do with here at CI, we try to tell these kids when we're because what we do is we sit down with these kids and we have after school we have after school programs and teach them about the game of two K and we want to show them that. This is something that you could do. We show them the 2K League. We show them the esports world and say, hey, this is something you could do. This is something you can make a living off of. And you can, and you, you pointed to some of the guys, Cash Nasty, Flight Reacts, those guys. I, I follow those guys. And um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a pretty cool thing that you're doing. You mentioned in an interview you did last year, like you wanted to bridge the gap between the league and the community. How, how, have, you, how have you done it so far and how will you continue to do it? I think the biggest thing is realistic community involvement. I, I host events. I think you guys have been a couple of events I've hosted within before the world, before the pandemic hit. 
That's one level. The second level was influencer marketing, making the guys that you watch every day respect and love the two that they that they show that respect and love that they have behind the scenes and on in front of the camera for the two K league. And then thirdly is just giving the community what they want, right? Like you know, we saw the process this year with the draft prospect series. You see, it's more team tournament orientated, and the combine is more of a realistic combine in the sense that it's the best of the best playing against each other versus just you know, a hundred different randoms coming together and you might have like 10 people in, in your game or not 10, but nine people in your game that not, who have no interest in making the 2K league. They just there to troll or have fun or just to see what it is, which is fine, but you want to kind of curtail the process to the, the best of the best and who really wants to be in this league and help it grow. So I think those three levels is how I try to make those things happen. Before I get into the draft prospect series that you you, you revealed a couple of weeks ago, first, how how difficult was it to get to complete this last season under the pandemic? It's just you guys were you guys were preparing for the season. We talked about it when we started the podcast because we started it this year. Then you get hit with this crazy curveball. Just how were you able to maneuver with the pandemic? Uh, it's kudos to our whole team, especially the broadcasting and league ops. Uh, I think you know surprisingly, right. Us doing 3v3 and me creating that structure and giving the, the background of knowledge that, hey, we can pull off a tournament remotely helped us understand that we can do it in a pandemic, right? And I think that was the key because there, there was obviously, you know, questions and concerns, can we pull this off? But the success of 3v3 showed us that we could. And we um, so it, it, was, it was difficult. It was a lot of work, but it was good work. We learned a lot from that. And you'll, you'll see, hopefully you'll see a lot more remote gameplay in the future. Yeah, definitely. Now, talk to us about this draft prospect series. You made a big reveal. I'll try to I try to run through it as fast as possible because it was a lot to take in in a two minute video. It was a thirty five pro am tournaments draft eligibility. A player on a losing team could still make it even if they lose. Season tournament October to December twenty twenty one will have next gen tournaments, and you will have you will have draft eligible players combined in February with the background check and pledge as well. Just how, just that is a lot to yeah, take like right explain there. Yeah, like explain how, were you at the table when this was kind of being made? Like how, how did this all kind of come to be when you guys were kind of drafting out this plan? Yeah, um, I worked closely with League Ops and, you know, like I said, team tournaments was something that I brought to the table that they took mm -hmm. and a lot of teams and there was success in it, right? So I said, well, hey, look, the idea that I brought to the table worked. Let's double down on that. And so they said, well, what's the double down? The double down is every team hosts a team tournament or close to every team hosts a team tournament, right? So now we have that. We have over 35 prime tournaments, right? That's on current gen and next gen. So they said, well, what else can we do, Frank? I said, well, let's reimagine the combine. Let's make it a real combine. Let's make it like the Portsmouth Invitational, right? When you come out and I'm a fan of Portsmouth, I want to see zion versus lamello type situation right? and that's yeah i want to see the best versus the best so anthony edwards versus lamello that's probably a better comparison um with, with that being said i said let's do that let's make the combine a real combine so that when people go against the person that they're going against it's the number one power four versus number two power four not number one versus random five six seven eight two four three two one right mm -hmm. um then the third level was that well hey what happens to a prospect who doesn't make it to the finals of a, of a tournament or if they do make it to the finals of a tournament and they lose and they said well we can create something for that so let's create it and then our team came up with the name of the prospect badge so that that's how that came apart so there's as many layers to it as you said um i hope i covered them all but you know i think 
the beauty of it is also, I forgot, we have the winner's event that's happening in December. And then, so like, it's all a combination of trying to find the best players in the world. And it, what this does with something that hasn't done in years past is give our coaches and GMs of, of those 23 franchises the opportunity to fully scout their talent. So a lot of times, it's been, you know, you might have question marks for the GM, right? If you're not a guy who's heavily into 2K as a GM and you might be from, like, Overwatch, but you, you, you have this role, you might not know what to look for, right? Even in year one, two, or three of this, you might not know exactly what makes a 2K lead pro. And now with this process, you can really vet out who you want on your team and really make sure you have the right guy to fit your, fit your chemistry and fit, and fit your franchise. And we saw some of that with this past season. You see the Washington District Gaming taking home the championship. They get the first overall pick, and they win it all. Like how? Like it's shout so out to JBM. Yes, yeah, shout out to JBM. We were at the draft <laughs> this year, right? That was John. We tell us all the time. That was the last event we went to before the pandemic. Yeah, don't <laughs> right. figure right. And that don't was figure. a great event, right? That was like it was. epic. Yeah. Yeah, and we we saw JBM. They win the championship. Like, it's rare you see someone in sports, like Magic Johnson taking point guard and winning the championship for the Lakers. It's rare to see someone take, be the first overall pick, go to the team, and then just lead the team to victory. It's just so crazy to see how, and all that through the process that you guys, and you guys are expanding that that overall opportunity. So it's crazy. And think about that, right? JBM came in, first pick overall, wins the championship, and he's not even considered in terms of the rookie of the year, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what blew my mind. Great, the talent is in our league, right? Where the the person who got drafted number one wins the championship, but they're like, well, he's not even better than this guy. No, of course. But in terms of impact on the team, so I I love the fact that it it shows that we have the best of the best in the in the world playing mm-hmm. today because. For someone who be to be that phenomenal to the point where, like you said, like a Magic Johnson type rise in the NBA where he comes in as a rookie with heavy expectations and meets those expectations and wins a championship. And to be honest, let's be very clear. LeBron didn't do that as a rookie. I think he got nope. it to the playoffs, but they didn't win a championship. So to to have those expectations and meet them and still not be like, you know, the rookie of the year or even MVP says, uh, says a lot about the talent across the board in our league. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, so we, you talked about you want to give opportunities to those guys. Um, we, I, me and Johnny, we have a common friend that when he found out he didn't get invited to the draft, he was upset. He was livid. And then <laughs> we covered it early. We covered it early in our podcast. We had some situ- We read some stories online about some female gamers that didn't want that 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 didn't get drafted, and they talked about how much they dedicated their time to. I remember one girl. She said she moved away from her family just so she could dedicate more time, and she took night shifts so she could play two K. Yep. What advice would you give to gamers and kids to to continue striving to, to see that, hey, I want to make the league? What advice would you give them to, to try to get in still? Honestly, like anything you want to do, it's about consistency, time, and effort. Um, the th- those, those three things kind of rule my life, and I think it rules any pro's life in the 2K league, right? The consistency is getting on the game every day. The time is the amount of time you spend on the game every day. And the effort is the ability to maneuver within the community, right? How do you go from we're going from unknown to uh, unknown, right? So with those three levels, the, the biggest thing you can pull from that is, hey, play the game every day, play for a significant amount of hours to get better at the game and start connecting yourself with the better players in the world by participating in the amateur league scene. Wow. Um, so I just kind of move along here. Like, so what are your goals, uh, Graham, going forward as the league ambassador? 
um, a community ambassador. And so, like, what do you see yourself kind of going into year two and year three, four, like as a five-year plan per se, what do you see yourself doing? Because I think that one big thing you guys can possibly do going forward is like really marketing some of these guys, like JBM we talked about is a, is a star, you know, in the making. And so I feel like giving those guys that attention that they need to really bolster themselves, whether it's on social media, whether it's doing some, some small commercials, I think will really bolster the league itself. So let's talk about what your plans on goals are as you, as a league community ambassador. No, definitely. One of the big goals that I have is to empower our players to be more creative, right? In a sense of, you know, streaming, in terms of YouTube creation. Uh, and I think it's just giving them the tools, right? A lot of them mm -hmm. know what they want to do. They just don't know how to get there. So I do think you're right, right? One of the, my biggest goals is to try to change the, I'm a, just a 2K lead professional to I am a 2K lead professional and content creator of 2K. Mm -hmm. And think about it like this, if we can achieve that, that's the 2K League having a hundred and semi ambassadors of the game, right? Where they're going out there. And I think, you know, it doesn't always have to be, you can stream anything, right? You can make YouTube videos or anything. It's just about what I go back to before is consistency. So that's what I'm trying to teach a lot of our pros. Not everybody's going to be a content creator that's a pro, but you want to, I still want them to understand that they're a brand and create that brand and build that brand. So that's definitely one of my goals. Um, five year long distance goal. I don't know if I ever thought about that. Everything is so like, you know, pick, pick a goal out of a hat. I would say is just, you know, we've, we've done a great job. Like, right. Like this past season, we were on ESPN two, we're on the ed network. We were in Sportsnet in Canada. Uh, we were in, uh, on local and I believe in India. Um, but like, it's to make it more global. I think globalization of what we're doing is important because mm -hmm. I always tell people this, right? 2K league is in a is a niche of a niche, right? So you have esports. So you have <laughs> you know you have competitive esports, and then mm -hmm. you have competitive sports esports. So we're like <laughs> there's a bubble, then there's a bubble, there's another bubble, and we're like small <laughs> little bubbles. Like so. With that being said, we have to get the the, the hardcore esports fan, the guy who loves League of Legends, Overwatch. Uh, Fortnite to understand that yeah, because you know what it, it's a it's a it's a common like duality to it. A person who loves Overwatch may not may not have grown up loving sports, mm -hmm. so it's just a reality, right? So yeah, we have to bridge that gap. We have to show the you know the, that hardcore esports lover of an Overwatch League of Legends that hey, this is a competitive esport as well. So that's one of my main goals is converting. The, the casual esports fan or even a hardcore esports fan into an esports gaming fan. Esports mm. sports gaming fan, excuse me. Wow. That's that's really that's really cool. I hope that I hope that continues. Johnny, I think I think based on this interview, what have we done so far? We reached the conclusion of the interview. I think based on this, I think me and you could squat up and head to the 2K League. We formed the oh, next absolutely form the next KD Kyrie duo. We get in there. We got a connection. <laughs> we got we got blank Frank White. They're gonna be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Man, we're going to come in Black with Frank the CIE Sports polos on, man. They're going to come in and be like, the Black Frank White, this guy might, might be affiliated with Christopher Wallace. We've got to give him respect. <laughs> we got to make it happen. Y'all want to jump on the sticks, man. I'm on both um, PlayStation and Xbox. I'm always down to run some games, man. <laughs> hey, man. P5 yes. is coming out soon. We're we, we going we to gear up. So uh, we'll take you up on the offer real soon, man. Just yeah. be prepared, man. You know, I walk around with a logo, so they're going to be giving you your best shot. <laughs> <laughs> Where can you where can you or uh, where can the people find you, Frank? 
Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, Instagram first, BLK Frank White one. Twitter, the same thing, BLK Frank White one. All, all socials, BLK Frank White one. Um, if you're listening to the podcast and you, you jump on your socials and you follow me, please give me a shout out. Let me know that you follow me from the podcast. I'll definitely, you know, give you a shout out back. And I'll, if you have any questions about the 2K League or just esports in general, I'm here for you. You, you heard the man. Do it. Just give him a follow. <laughs> Let him know what's up. Give him some love. All right. Thank you so much for coming on, Frank. This yes. is a really this is a really great interview. Uh, we were able to squish so much information in just a half hour. It's a really great time talking to you and getting to know more about the 2K League. So we really look forward to what's to come in the future of the league. No, and yes, I, much appreciated. Much appreciated. I love the work you guys are doing over there C- with CEI, man. I'm ecstatic that we can do some more stuff with you guys in the future. So Oh, we definitely gonna collab soon, man. We got this this is uh, it's gonna keep it moving, keep it pushing oh, and yeah. uh we're going to do some big things soon. So, uh, but yeah, th- thank you so much, man, for coming on, man. Real cool chat and combo. And uh, hopefully everything works out well for the new season, man, coming up. Yeah, definitely. Sky's the limit, man. I'm excited. Thank Absolutely. you guys for me again. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the Reaching and Teaching podcast. If you haven't already, follow us on social media at Reaching and Teaching. Give us a like, give us a follow. Let us know what you want to, let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what what's missing and give us five stars because this is, <laughs> Great. Good content. You're missing out, baby. Uh, So thanks again, guys, and we'll see you guys soon. Take care.